Today's episode is brought to you by Cognition Builders. I have one thing to say. They have the best jobs ever. Liat, tell us more about Cognition Builders. So I'm sure a lot of you have seen I post different jobs for Cognition Builders. And yes, they pay very well. Um, Cognition Builders is a company that helps families move through every stage of life. I love what they do because they do something that so many families need. They offer someone to come into the home and help families in different stages of life, no matter where you stand. What I really like about this company is they have set curriculums to involve the whole family in the process. Their curricula comprises over 2,000 programs broken up into all of life's categories, cognitive, pragmatic, emotional, marital, social, and academic. Cognition Builders also teaches you to learn how to learn, which as we know here is a very important skill. This is great for families who are overwhelmed by daily responsibilities in need of self-esteem building, learning how to meet academic, professional, or personal deadlines, navigating any romantic relationship stage, applying for college, what we call, quote unquote, failing to launch. This is an amazing opportunity for you and your family. So whether you are interested in working for this badass company or interested for your own family, talking to Cognition Builders and finding out what they could offer to your family, I encourage you to go to www.cognitionbuilders.com. And if you're looking for a job, you could check them out. They have jobs all over the country. And you could send an email to Alana at cognitionbuilders.com. That's I-L-A-N-A at cognitionbuilders.com. It's behavior, bitches. Hey, guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We're back. Episode 16. Woo! Episode 16. One, six. We're up in the effing mix, baby. I, I like forgot to one. do it. I forgot to do it last time, and someone called me out on uh, Instagram that they, I owed them the uh, fifteen one. So I said one five. Let's do a podcast live. Ooh, I like that, Casey. Guys, remember you can subscribe to our nonsense by following us on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, and, and if you want to send us a contact submission form that we might not ever see. Just kidding. No, we will. But um, go to our website, behaviorbitchespodcast.com. It is looking real fancy AF right now, guys. I'm telling you. Um, someone the other day was like, I mean, can you guys not just get someone to fix a website? I was like, it is kind of on our back burner right now. Like, we are struggling to get the episodes out, let alone like our damn website. So, we're struggling with, I mean, oh, and also not, str- we're, we're kind of struggling with this, but we're getting it dialed in. You can join us and support the podcast on Patreon. Search Behavior Bitches. We'll put it in the show notes, but. Behavior Bitches podcast, actually, Casey, you have to type that in. Thank you. Behavior Bitches podcast. Correction. I stand corrected. It is a place that you can support creators um, who, like us, have, um, you know, very little time, but we want to bring you this awesome podcast every Monday to make your Mondays a little less sucky. We all know how they are. I think my anxiety is probably at level 200 on a Monday morning, and then gradually through the week, it gets better. I don't understand that, but 
if we can provide you any sense of comic relief for that Monday, that's what we're here for to make you laugh and make you learn and make you understand these behavioral principles like none other. But Patreon, subscribe. You can do $2 a month, like literally less than a coffee a week. And you can go up in the tiers and we send you some cool shit once we get our shit together. So sign up for it. That is your call to action. All right. We ready? Yeah. So this, so guys, right now, perfect. (laughs) Perfect timing to say we are going to try to do this entire episode with no edits. Alan, who records us, I just challenged us to do no edits on this episode. So you might hear some funny mistakes or bloopers. And that's just because we're trying to keep it real as F with you. And it's episode 16. We should probably know what we're doing at this point, even though half the time we don't know what we're doing. But it is going to be our challenge of the day. Yeah, let's try it. We'll see. I'm going to have to not butt in because that's a big issue I have. So I think we're going to have to make a clear SD when it's whose turn it is to speak. So I'll point at you and you point at me. You're like, I'll throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> but more often than not, I can't even see her because I'm looking at the outline, which the outline, guys, I just got home from a like 12 hour day. Uh, Liat wrote the outline. We talked about it on the phone for like five minutes. I haven't even really looked at it. I don't have a printer. So I have to go back and forth between screens to see what we're even talking about. And she is fancy. She has a nice printer. She's got it printed out. So half yeah, the time I got I, my shit together. Half the time I can't even see her. So that the SD of her doing anything will be lost to me. But we're going to try our best. Let's do a five-star review. What do you think? Let's hear it, Casey. Well, let's do two. Let's do... You can do the one first that you had. Okay, so I... Uh, mine's not really a review necessarily on podcast app, on the Apple Podcast app, but I'm doing a review on that someone just tagged us in on Instagram, which we love that shit. So when you're listening, tag us. It makes us happy and makes us want to do it more, aka reinforces our behavior. The review of the day that comes from Instagram, sorry, I keep saying the review and it's throwing me off. Um, it says, she tagged us on her, with herself on a walk. This is from at Stefo-XO. Says, thanks, behavior bitches, for making my walks, listening to you ladies more reinforcing than laying in bed watching Netflix. OMG, this seems like there's a concurrent schedule of reinforcement going on and matching Matching law. law. She's choosing us, baby. I choose Netflix over us, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's some good Netflix shows out right now, like The Ranch and Jane the Virgin. I know those are ridiculous, but that's my guilty pleasure. Anyways, um, I have one from Apple, and it is, I, I didn't even realize this as I picked it. But now that I'm looking at the name, K Swain 29, that is my girl, Kristen Swain, calling you out. I know you listen to us. She's one of my really close friends. Um, we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like, but she does listen a lot. She has tagged us in um, Facebook and Instagram. She said, five stars. If you're a human and you've ever felt anxious, this episode helps you learn why your brain acts the way it does. So great. Thanks for the insight, ladies. And guess what? She's a nurse. She has nothing to do with the, you know, ABA world. And the fact that she listens every day makes me think that we actually are really relatable. So thank you, Kristen. I love you. You're hot shit. I'll see you in two weekends. And one last thing. I noticed that there are 59,000 downloads of our episodes. That's huge. Yet, how many reviews do we have, Casey? 
We have 323. That data is a little concerning for me. I oh, am going to yeah, I think that some of you guys need to leave a damn review. I don't know how direct I need to be, but leave us a damn five-star review. We eat it up, literally. Please do it. We eat it like groceries, baby. We love it. Oh, okay. So some big news before we get started. We're not going to talk for too long today, but some big news is, I know last week on last week's episode, Casey was all jealous because I had Carol, who I'm working on the Study Notes ABA app with, come down here to Dallas. And I've spoken about Casey coming to see me for so long. And it's like, yeah, 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 I'll come. Literally, she got so jealous that Carol was here that, Casey, tell them what we're doing. You guys, there was a serious MO in place. The motivation for me when Carol was there taking over my uh, virtual bestie and just saying how cool they were and how close they were. I was like, um, I called Liat and I'm like, book me a ticket. I'm coming down for the... Text Ava Conference Business Builder, also to see some amazing presenters, but to spend 10 days with Liat so we can also work on more shit and I can take her back. I'm jealous. Guys, so I, we're so happy. This is going to be, and I've already asked Carol, and she has agreed to video on Instagram Live the meeting of the two bitches. This is going to be epic. I what hope we I'm, like each other as much in real life. I was just right? going to say, what if I'm like, oh, I don't really like her. I have to come home. I told, I was like, Matt's like, we well, can always fly home early. I'm like, there's no way in effing hell that we're not actually going to like each other. But um, it's going to be so exciting, you guys. And we're going to do, I'm calling this out right now, actually putting us on the spot. We're going to do a live podcast from Dallas. And we're going to answer we're all your questions. We're each going to hold Pavlov and Cooper. You we might even have questions. like a call in where you can like call into the podcast and come live and just ask questions for us. And, you know, yeah. maybe we won't know shit. Maybe we won't know it, but maybe we will. And it's going to be really fun. I'm so excited. I have I'm a going... great idea. I actually, I know no one has it, but I actually have a home phone line here in my apartment because it made my internet plan cheaper if I got it. And then my cell phone got run over. So I actually ended up getting a phone and I don't use that phone for anything but it's, I'm going to give people that number and it's going to be like the hotline and we're going to answer it like an old school. Oh, but wait. Oh, it probably has speaker. I haven't checked. I think it has speaker. So we're going to be like a, a radio station. <gasps> That's yes. always been my dream. My dream when I was a junior in high school, I went to like the local radio stations. I wanted to be on a radio station and every morning I listened to Bobby Bones and uh, Kira in the morning. I think that a call-in live on the spot is going to be the best thing ever. So stay tuned for that. The week of October, like 11th to the 20th, we'll do it one of those days. We'll let you guys all know. We're going to be annoying AF on the gram. Like so annoying. So annoying. But like so living so hard. <laughs> I can't even wait. Okay. So to today's topic. Well, first- yeah, but first, maybe like quick rundown on what's happening with our lives. I know they really want to know other than peanut butter jelly, but everyone else does. So quick. Okay. What's going go. on in Liat's world? Um, not much. I have been literally. Not I, much is bullshit. Well, a lot, but like not much in terms of the environments that I've been to. To go like I we have. Okay. Carol has been here in town. We have literally sat in this office which you will soon come stay into when you're here. 
for at least 15 hours a day, like staring at a screen. We have been creating so much content for the Study Notes ABA app that's coming out. And this insane math and shit packet is what it's called. Um, it's Which really you guys, cool. I saw a sample of this. It is so cool and so involved. You're going to laugh. You're going to learn kind of like the podcast. And it's really, really, really cool. There's so much stuff. When I go out there, we're going to create more content. That's what we're here for. Oh, my Just God. I can't wait. I'm going to squeeze you. Ooh. I'm going to squeeze your little face. <gasps> I'm going to have Ellie Ron do my hair. Guys, Ellie Ron is actually a really good hairdresser, her husband. Uh, he's going <laughs> to he's gonna deal with this mess on my head. He will. He totally will. Okay, what have you been up to? I know, Casey, you're the one who wanted to talk about us a little bit. So, obviously, you have something to get off your chest, baby. <sighs> So I haven't really announced this on the podcast, but I am my last Pregnant. day. My <laughs> I wish. No, I don't really wish that yet because the news would be like that I'm going to tell you is, well, don't have a baby right now. Duh. Um, I'm leaving my job and my last day is October 11th, actually a little bit earlier because I'm going to see Liat to go to Texaba, which I'm so excited about. But I made the leap. I made... Uh, you know, a big chance, like a big change. And the last, since I did that, I have just felt so much calmer and at peace with my decision. Um, and I know that it was for the right thing. Who knows what I'm actually going to do when I leave? I'm giving myself a friggin' break. I have, since I was 16, I've had like three jobs at a time. I have been on my own, independent, super just driven and I need to just take a step back for a little while and just see exactly what's going to serve my soul. I'm so excited for what's to come. I trust this fucking universe. So that's what I'm telling myself every day. And is that your F-bomb? That's um, I'm going to probably have more. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> you can bleep the rest out. No, you so can't. Yeah. There's no editing today. What do you not understand about not editing? Oh, that's right. Also, my cousin's wedding is this weekend. She put me in charge of being the kind of wedding planner the day of and Basically, she just said, you're just really bossy and you're going to be really good at telling people what to do. And in my head, I was like, wow, I think that's what all BCBAs really are. We're bossy as fuck. I'm <laughs> um, bossy. Whoop, whoop. I'm bossy. I'm the Put that song in there, Alan. Yeah, that I was saying. That I was um, like, bossy. Are we, to? we have yeah. to, yeah. No edits, baby. All right. That's really all that's new with me, except that one thing to lead into the episode is... Um, with how busy I've been, all the balls in the air that I'm juggling, I wish they were real balls. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm dropping the relationship ball on what Matt needs, my fiance. Um, we barely see each other. We cross paths. I'm always like, I've got something else to do. He's doing his thing. So figuring out what exactly is going to be the most um, important and influential part of what he needs during the day um, is leading into our episode topic. Well, Casey, yeah. I know you literally have not even looked at this outline, but that was like a beautiful role into today's topic. Today's topic, are you okay? Are you comfortable if I introduce it now, Casey? Are totally you feeling, comfortable. Feeling, you feeling like you took smooth. it off your chest? Okay, just making sure it's <laughs> off your chest. Okay, today's episode is about the five love languages. This is a book. It's actually a book that is written by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's an old book. An oldie, but a goodie. You know how they say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was written in 1995 and has become more popular recently. And 
what it is, I mean, we are going to obviously break this book down behaviorally, but what it is, um, Dr. Chapman, he takes um, different individuals and he looks at them based on their personality types and figures out what does it take for an individual to feel loved and appreciated. Um, he goes through five different love languages and we'll talk about them today, but this book is really amazing and it is just really cool to how it ties in perfectly to behavior analysis. So <laughs> I should tell you, I just raised my hand in the video so we didn't interrupt <laughs> each other. Um, I want to operationally define love. We have to, because love is a feeling. Love is, you know, I would consider, and Liat, tell me if I'm wrong, a private, but we can describe this shit. Okay. So it's a noun. It's an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something, or a verb, feel a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. I mean, we all know what it's like to be in love. The butterflies, the this, the life is so incredibly perfect. And it is so important that you know, I didn't even think this was that important until Liat sent me this quiz and I read the book. I did not read the book. <laughs> Which, by the way, guys, check the show notes. We put in the quiz. You could find out what your love language is as well as your significant other or maybe your future significant other. Doesn't matter. Um, take the quiz. It's really interesting to see what your love language is. It was. It's very interesting. And um, it does help you understand a little bit of what your needs of your partner are and what your own personal needs are that I, you know, taking it and thinking about it, it's kind of that mentalism thing, but we're here to break it down behaviorally and tell you behavioral exactly, breakdown. Boop, boop, boop. Tell you exactly what the love languages mean in an ABA, or not even an ABA. I'm gonna say just behavioral principles. Exactly. So the behavioral principles we're going to cover today, and by the way, guys, anyone studying for the test, this goes back to the idea of being conceptually systematic, that everything in this world is, we could conceptually systematically tie it to the different behavioral principles of ABA. So the behavioral principles we're going to talk about today are the four functions of behavior being attention, tangible, sensory and escape. We're going to talk about preference assessments, reinforcer assessments, differentiating between the two different types of assessments. Is there even a difference? Reinforcement schedules and non-contingent reinforcement. So for starters, I think we should, we should go through the five love languages. And then as we're going through them, we could say, oh, this was my one. No, this was my one. Um, because I, like I know it. we have different ones. Yeah, because we're different people. And it's so, it's funny, like, when you do this, um, and you, you're like, oh, wow, like, such a difference in what people expect or want from their loved one. It really does make sense. Right. And we often think, like, oh, that's valuable to me. That's why the title of the show, yes, created by me, the brilliant one, is called <laughs> Don't Buy Me Fucking Flowers. Because Mine was put down the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, that was Casey. So it's no put the phone in the fucking basket. Like Wait to me, moms, we can't edit this episode. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry about it. If this is scaring you away, I don't know what to say. Um, but 
so for me, it's called don't buy me fucking flowers because I don't like tangible gifts unless maybe an orchid because it lives a little longer, but it dies um, flowers. But gifts wise, I'm like, I could do that for myself. Thank you. Um, so everyone has a different and Casey wanted to name the show. Put your effing phone down. But I think Matt probably would want to make the show that for you, I'm assuming. Right. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit the other way. <laughs> Every day. Put your phone uh, in the basket. I'm like, okay, give me five more minutes. I've got to talk to the opera a little bit longer. I know. He's always like texting from the basket, literally about to be killed. <laughs> no, girl. Um, but it's really important because I think a lot of us assume that, oh, this is valuable to me. So I'm gonna do it for them, right? And this is huge in ABA or like beha- like just studying behavior as a whole, because we always say, what's reinforcing to one person, we can't assume that it's valuable to someone else, right? And like, this is an issue that they have also in the workplace. Um, So actually, Dr. Chapman has made more books. There's one, and I actually ordered it today because I feel like it's an amazing book for ABA supervision. It's called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. And he It's a book that really helps supervisors and managers effectively communicate appreciation and encouragement to their employees, resulting in higher job satisfaction. Maybe some people in the field should read this and we can increase retention, baby. So So what I see in how amazing this generalization is to the workplace and that there's a language of appreciation in the workplace, not just a language of love in your relationship, and it could be completely different of what somebody expects. And it is so important to completely constantly do preference assessments for your employees. So I have some employees who would What is a preference assessment? A preference assessment is seeing what they like. So you may do a paired preference assessment. So you put two things out uh, multiple times, see what they pick, mark down what they pick. You could do um, a multiple stimulus preference assessment with replacement. So you could like put the thing back in and see if they pick it again, or you could remove it. Or you could do a single stimulus preference assessment and just see how much time they spend with that thing. You want to know what makes them tick, what they like, and what they're going to engage in behavior that you want to see so that they can get it. Or in a workplace, you might give them like, oh, like, what would you rather like? And you might be like, would you like a a week off or would you like the front parking spot? Right? So like, yeah, I just have to be a physical item. Yeah. put like questions in a basket, they can write down what they would rather prefer for a bonus. Uh, when it's hard for a nonprofit to give bonuses, I don't want to just assume they like Starbucks, right? If I got a Starbucks gift card, that is not reinforcing for me because I don't like Starbucks. I want to go to like a nice local coffee shop where I know that they got my hazelnut with almond milk on lock. I'm not going to Starbucks. That is disgusting to me. I but agree, you know what's totally. more reinforcing to me would be a gas card because as a BCBA, you're driving all over the universe. I put 400 miles in my car today alone. That's in one day. Okay. So no wonder you're leaving. <laughs> no, but like a lot of staff drive a long time. I, I know. have one staff who drives a hundred miles. Wait, you, put, the- you drove 400 miles today. That's not normal. There's no way you did that. I did, but just today. It's not every Are you day. sure 400? No, I lied, but I like to say that number because it sounds a lot. It was, was a like, lot. <laughs> I was like, did you like drive to Austin, Texas from Dallas? Like, I'm so confused. Okay. Uh, it was a lot, but I have staff that drive 55 miles one way just to pick up their client and then 55 miles home. That doesn't include the time they're driving with their client during the day. So the motivation for some staff would be to get gas cards. For some staff, it might be, no, I'd prefer a um, grocery card 
or I'd prefer a, um, a physical cash bonus or a visa card. Um, so it's definitely important to some people those. just like being called out. They like being employee of the month, right? So, or I have some employees that just like me to come out and support them and teach them. And that's all they want is just, please come to show me what to do. Like in a situation, even though I do that anyways, that is highly reinforcing to them. There's different types of languages here. So there's language of love, language of appreciation in the workplace. They've also come out further with language of teenagers, the love language of teenagers and the love language of children. Basically, they just wrote these books, creating a new name called love language on exactly what applied behavior analysis is with the four functions of behaviors reinforcing I mean, the four functions being the whatever is reinforcing the behavior that we're looking at. So he's basically taken Skinner's word and reapplied it. So, I mean, I think it's really cool he made these books. Do I think it's completely unique? No, I mean, I think it's presented to the public that the public is getting access to this as being completely unique. So I think it's awesome. And I think it's a great way because... I wasn't necessarily looking like, well, what does Eliron think is reinforcement? You know, um, we forget to use. Okay. So think about this all day. What do we do? Liat? We use in our, you know, in the job reinforcement, reinforcement. How many times do we forget to actually reinforce the ones we love or reinforce ourselves? Um, yeah. Like the story of me working on these questions right now, we are like, we have been totally forgetting to reinforce ourselves. It's been like bad, but yeah, so it's really important. So I'm like, let's go. Oh, and also one other thing that this, um, and once we go through the five different love languages that we talk about today, um, I saw that like the love languages main website, they have an app called the Love Nudge app. It's like a fitness app, but for relationships. And they will nudge you being like, oh, hey, your partner's love language was words of affirmation. Did you give words of affirmation today? Is Isn't it giving that- you a, what would that be, a response prompt? Well, it depends how it's written. I didn't download it. But if it said like, give, tell him he looks hot in suit right now, then it would be a response prompt. You're telling them exactly how to respond. But then if it was like a yellow dot pops up and it's like the yellow, every time you see the yellow dot on your phone or um, something of that sense, then it's a stimulus prompt because it's not telling you specifically. It's just highlighting the, what you should do or the redundancy of the stimulus. Exactly. All right, okay, so Casey, let's get the into what they are. All right, number one, guys, is words of affirmation, hashtag social praise. All right, this is the love language that expresses love with words that build up your partner, right? So verbal compliments don't have to be complicated. The shortest and simplest praises can be the most effective. Your <laughs> I was going to say, your hair looks good. You make me laugh. I love your dress. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I will say, can I say You're it? Hot AF. Right. So words mean a lot if your partner has this love language. So I will say right now, this is my love language that I scored in. And it didn't surprise me because my favorite thing to get from my partner is love notes, little messages on my whiteboard. Um, I wouldn't think of even as far as that, you know, when he leaves in the morning, typically by eight, he knows I'm getting ready to go to work and he'll send me a text like, babe, or I love you, sexy woman, or little, those are social praises. Those are verbal affirmations, even if they're texted, 
And I do the same to him. And we've done this since we first met. So I would rather this than we don't, I mean, we're not like snugglers. We don't lay in bed and spoon. I've had other relationships where we do that. And that just like makes me claustrophobic as fuck. (laughs) I just like, don't touch me unless we're doing it. And then it's like, did it, done it. Okay. Love you. Bye. Like, see ya. It's those words of affirmation that really make me so incredibly happy and reinforced. My That was my second love language, by the way, not my primary, but just. Yeah, that's because you always want me to text you things. You're like, tell me you love me. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if we're going to have to edit this. But... No, we're not. We're not editing shit. Pavlov, okay. go Pavlov, fuck off. All right. Um, so this so- would be the um, social, social praise, which is a form of attention. And in this case, it'd be positive attention. Um, but what I love is, um, really quickly, just to throw this out there, a little thing is Dr. Pat Fryman. He talks about the five to one ratio. So for every one negative behavior that you say, you have to do five positive behaviors or five positive statements. Um, so for typical for tonight, you know, I, um, I was a little negative with Matt about, um, I I think it was the laundry. Like, can you do the laundry? I'm complaining about it. And then now I have to do five statements of like, I think you're so hot and sexy and you look great and blah, blah, blah. So five to one, guys, five to one ratio. And remember, guys, when you are giving reinforcement in general and let's say it is a, um, you know, praise, it should be genuine. People could feel that. when you, And not I, contingent on a certain behavior. It should be delivered non-contingently no matter what. Both, because you both. love them. Exactly. It should be a mix of both. So non-contingent. Just reminding them, hey, I have the reinforcer here. So, guys, like, right now in this actual moment, in the present moment, at 6.44 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm sitting at the counter recording this podcast in my amazing <laughs> – Matt does a jack-off hand because he's like, don't talk about me. He's in there folding the laundry, doing everything. Matt, five compliments. You're amazing. You're sexy. You're a boss. You're a great provider and you give me great orgasms. <laughs> there I go. Okay, done. Ugh, I love you, Casey. You're insane, <laughs> but I love you. Um, so, yeah. So remember, and everyone's heard the one ABA therapist who they can't stand to be around who's like, good job. Ugh. I love the way you wore your shirt today. And it's like, okay, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Don't be that. Be sincere. You know, the magnitude and the sincerity you give in your reinforcement is very important, especially when it's given in the form of praise. So the second um, love language, which is actually my love language, is acts of service. Um, For me, this is actions speak louder than words. Like, I know you love me if you take my car to fill it with gas, if you get me a car wash, if you cook for me, if you... (laughs) Take the trash out. Take the trash out. The Coopers and Pavlov shit. Exactly. That is my love language. And when I look at it now, like when I, and thank God that's not Ellie Ron's love language because like with my lupus and my health issues, like that I am, I cannot do access service people. Like I'm not like trying to get my hands wet with like dishes. I'm not trying to do anything. Like I protect my fingers at all costs. So my like acts of service is what I find most valuable. And acts of service goes with the function of behavior that is escape. Ultimately, you are escaping an aversive task or something you didn't want to do. And someone is taking that load off for you. And so this is associated with escape. 
Or avoidance. Or avoidance. Even better. Um, so like escape would be avoiding it um, in the moment, whereas avoidance would be avoiding it as it like as it's um, it hasn't happened yet. So you're like, okay, you know, I haven't tried to take the trash out yet. Elyron does it without you asking. Better examples in oil change. Like before my car actually dies, like like I know I need to take the car. Um, can you just like take the car for the oil change? Right? You're avoiding like things getting worse or whatever it is. And the same goes for escape. Whereas like, I'm in a shitty situation right now. I'm so stressed. I'm trying to write all these test questions. I'm trying to do this. I need to take this check to the bank. And he's like, let me just take this check to the bank for you. Right? Like I'm escaping it in that moment. I already am in it. And so acts of service, if anyone wants to make me happy, please acts of service, do right, things for me. Third one is receiving gifts. So this love language isn't necessarily materialistic. It just means that a meaningful or thoughtful gift makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. Something as simple as picking up a pint of their favorite ice cream after a long day of work or, you know, bringing them, giving them maybe a foot massage, which actually I think might be under um, a different Yeah, one. no offense. Wrong one. I know. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But this is different than acts of service where you show affection by performing actions to help your partner. Hashtag access to tangibles. This is tangible item. So you could compare this to clinical work if you're working with a kid who's working for time on the iPad or time to play with the Duplo blocks, right? They are getting a tangible item. So and maybe you are someone and it's nothing's wrong if you're someone who likes your husband or partner or wife or anything. I don't know, whatever. This is why we say don't buy me effing flowers. <laughs> this could be the for one. For me, don't buy me effing flowers. Um, I will buy it for myself if I want something. You know, when I was thinking here, the only other thing I do like to get is pens. But he would never know what level of things I want. Like, I'm way too deep down that. Well, then he should conduct a preference assessment. Why? I have Amazon. It's basically a preference assessment and I make orders all the time. It <laughs> <laughs> um, could so, yes. be like a night free of doing laundry. Like, they allow you to do, like, they do the laundry for you. That's um, an act of service. It's under receiving gifts. I'm reading it in front of me. But You're saying if you give them like a coupon? Yeah. Oh, yes. For negative reinforcement? Yeah. Here is you get in a, yeah. Like think of like when you give your spouse a anniversary present. It's like one night of you don't have to do the dishes or dinner. That, yeah. All right. That makes sense. So that's, a, yeah. Receiving a gift. But you got to make sure you know exactly what they want or it's not going to work. Yeah, but this is talking more tangible wise because these other things, so like the next one, number four, quality time. This is not my love language. However, this is Eliron's love language. Oh, that's so sweet though. Yes, how cute is that? This is his love language. And this love language is all about undivided attention. This is he where it's put your phones in the fucking basket. I know, and I am always on my phone, but it's all of you guys' faults sending me messages and shit. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love it. Um, so just like give me some attention, look at me. And when I'm saying this right now, my heart's actually feeling bad. I'm like, Aww. I have been so shitty at this, especially this past, um, I don't know how many days we've been working on this project. Like I literally um, haven't even looked up. Um, but if this is your love, love language is this is your um partner's love language this so for me spending time would be like okay cool yeah we're gonna sit on the couch and we're gonna watch 
a like effed up like murder mystery, right? Like to him, it's like, no, like let's actually sit and talk or like he'll like make a breakfast or something and like want to sit. And I'm like, okay, so like we're eating. What now? Yeah. What now? What do we like, have to talk about? Here? What do you want to like, you know? Um, so this is his love language. And what function of behavior would this be associated with, Casey? This would be hashtag attention. And if you think about this, it is so the quality time, right? It doesn't, it just means that you need to dedicate time without any distractions. Okay. This helps your partner feel comforted in the relationship. So every time you cancel a date or po postpone time together or aren't present during your time together, which I'm super guilty of. Oh my God, be, I feel it, sick over this. It can be extremely hurtful to your partner and make them feel as if you care more about other things or activities than you do about them. I am so guilty of this. I want to throw up and go give Matt Everyone, a I love rub. you. You're such a good husband. Matt, I love you. You're the best future husband to be ever. I'm so bad sometimes. But I, you know what? I think we're both guilty. We come home from work sometimes. You just want to decompress. You know, we try to do nights where we don't do that, like put our phones away. But most of the time he's playing a game or doing something. I'm on some kind of social media trying to promote behavior bitches or whatever I'm doing. Or I'm cooking dinner and he's, you know, doing something in his boat room. Quality time, I think, is a huge issue in relationships. It's I such think a, a great antecedent intervention for this is everyone should start keeping Shabbat. I mean, it oh. is literally the only time I look at Eliron. <laughs> yeah. And I think what we really need to do is because the way the world has gone with social media is you're constantly looking for that reinforcement, that satisfaction of other people. Look for that within your own relationship. It should be enough for you that your person you love is sitting in front of you, but it's not. For some reason in our society, it's I got to see who posted on study notes and said that I'm a really good teacher. <laughs> it should be enough for you, Casey. But like, come on, let's be real. We're on the little relatable here. It's <laughs> no, not. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm no saying. Offense. I'd be like, okay, who's messaged me and said I'm a really great teacher so that I have the motivation and reinforcement tonight to teach class. I eat it up. I me love too. when people send me those messages. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh my God. I'm gonna... <laughs> and you know what's funny is that um, even Matt will leave notes about like, you're going to crush it tonight. You're a great teacher. And it means a lot, but for some reason, yeah, that has, it's taken its place. It's, um, it's competing, right? It's a competing contingency that, that I have 15 of these messages on Facebook and only one at home. So where is my, re where is my behavior going to flow, right? Where reinforcement goes matching law. So I'm going to check Facebook because people are like really reinforcing our behavior. And oh my God, we're just realizing so much about ourselves tonight in this episode. I know this is a lot of self-reflection. Let's change the name of the show. We need to be better fucking humans. All right. Know, what's the God. last one is physical touch. All right. So to people with this love language, there's nothing more impactful than the I'm banging touch all day. Of your partner. I, I mean, I would, my cat is going nuts. I would actually prefer to do that, but, um, Bang I all day. Like, yeah, but I don't like the physical touch of like oh. spooning or cuddling or laying on the couch in like a cocoon, like get off me. I need my own space. And so I like a touch of like maybe our fingertips <laughs> are touching. Like, yeah, right. that's enough for me. Yeah, no, physical touch for me is like my not love language. I mean, I don't know. It might be the MO in the background that like it actually would be like punish. Like, I mean, no. I have fibromyalgia. So like anytime Ellie Ram will like, be like, it's just walking by trying to be funny and like spank me on the side. And I'm like, I have fibromyalgia. And before I could even finish it, he's like, fibromyalgia, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, don't touch me. Um, 
But so this is how love guys. It doesn't have to only be sex. It also could be like, you know, PDA and, and it doesn't have to be public either. I'm just saying like, you know, like rubbing someone on the back. Uh, they feel know. more connected and safe in a relationship by holding hands, kissing, hugging. Okay. And if this is your primary, your partner's primary love language, they feel unloved without physical contact. So all the words, gifts in the world, acts of services, affirmations won't change that. They want to feel close to you, not just emotionally, but physically. If this was Matt's love language, we would not be together. Right. That is really hard if it is, because then you're trying to make someone happy all the time. I mean, and I mean, I think different love languages are probably easier to accommodate to than others, you know? So for me, it's not a problem if Eliron's love language is um, time spent together. I mean, I guess it is a little bit because I'm like in such a hustle time in my life right now, but I could do that. I think certain ones might be harder if like one is like your opposite of your love language. And so then you're like, okay, now I need to engage in this to um, make this person feel valuable in this moment. But I think what's really cool is that knowing this, you know, going through that quiz, I had Matt do it last night. I took a shower and I'm like, take this quiz. He's like, this is so stupid. I'm not doing it. I'm like, please just do it. I won't look at your answers. Just tell me what you've got at the end. And he got affirmations as well, which I totally got today did not surprise me only because when we very first started dating, he was so, um, he, he engaged in the behavior of leaving me the sweetest love notes every morning he would leave. Um, he would put it I on feel my like windshield. He's like embarrassed. Like with you, like saying these things right now. No, he's like, fine. you're like, you're like, look at him. He's doing laundry. So amazing. He's doing these <laughs> love notes. He's like, I'm just feeling like a complete, he doesn't even listen to the podcast. So he is, I mean, he hears me record it, but he doesn't even listen. So, um, but no, he would leave me love notes in my dashboard on my, um, in my pillow, wherever, like, and still today, it's a lot more of a variable schedule, which I'm happy about because it was every day I'd be so satiated. I'd be like, this doesn't matter to me. It's not valuable to me. You do it every day. He leaves me cute little love notes and then he'll text me later and be like, did you see it? Or text me every morning. I love you. Or the, you know, there's frost on your windshield. I cleaned it off or you're going to crush it today. I'm so proud of you. Like these random affirmations or like, and hey, I built you a box for your microphone. My podcast. podcast. I know. He's just so caring in that way. And that's the same way I am with him. Um, and so, you know, removing the aversive of an act of service doesn't work for us in a way of like, I mean, it works, but I'm like, do laundry tonight. It's really annoying that you haven't done it. And he doesn't even give a shit when, if I say like, I love you so much. We kiss every day you walk in the door. I think you're amazing. That is so much more reinforcing to so him. I think that people need to realize that this is, again, this is not just like within your relationship. This is in life. When you are working with anyone, even if you read like a classic book, like How to Win Friends and Influence People, there's, they say one of the main principles of the book is bait the hook or like use bait that the fish like. Right. So think about your friendships, guys. What is, you know, your friendship language? Is it spending super quality time together every day? One of the things I answered no to on the quiz was that I need to be, I need to spend quality time with everyone that I care for. And I answered no to that. Like I, that for me wasn't that important. I can do more of a variable schedule with friends and family and still feel that I'm close to them. I don't need to be with them every friggin' day. So, and a huge part that you guys need to look at also, like we said earlier, so 
everyone has different reinforcers or different things that are valuable to them or different things that are their love language, quote unquote. We have all of these, but, and we said earlier, we talked about a preference assessment. A preference assessment is like Casey said, you go through and it's like, oh, what do you prefer? Or like, if you're working with a kid in a, like a clinical setting, you're like, hey, what do you want to work for right now? And it's like, I want to work for time on the iPad. Okay, I want to work for the Hot Wheels car. Okay, or someone's like, I want my bonus at work to be a vacation to Cabo for spring break, right? Everyone's saying that's a preference. Now, a reinforcer assessment is different. A reinforcer assessment is when we are actually assessing whether the the item that you use, the item, the experience, the praise, the escape that you allowed someone to have, that the item we use actually served as a reinforcer. How would we know if it served as a reinforcer, Casey? We would know because that behavior that we are looking for would happen, right? So you would see that they are engaging in the behavior that you're you're kind of the contingency you're creating, right? So if you say um, you have to do X amount of work for this amount show of time. Up to, show up to work on time every day and, and you'll for, be able to get right. So do they engage the in that behavior? It could be a preference, but it may not reinforce their behavior. So then they may not even engage in the behavior you want them to. And then it's not a reinforcer. It's just a preference. They need to be able to show you that they engage in that behavior that you want, whether it's on a progressive ratio schedule. So you're saying, how much, you know, how much can I go with saying you work for two weeks and get paid or you work for two minutes and get paid? What is the ratio there that you're going to still, it's still going to be reinforcing to you for you to engage in that behavior. But what's the breaking point? Like how much are you willing to do before it's like ratio strain? There you go, guys. So Hopefully you understand the difference between preference assessments and reinforcer assessments and what a, a difference between a preference as a whole and a reinforcer as a whole. And and the four what, functions of behavior as related to, we broke it down in the love languages, guys. Exactly. And one last thing, if you're ever looking at a situation and you're trying to figure out, did reinforcement occur in this situation? You have to look at what the behavior of interest is. Okay, if the future frequency, yes, I said future, if the future frequency of whatever behavior it is increases, that means the behavior was reinforced. Now, okay? if you want to learn more about this, you can drop into tonight's collective. If you well, you won't actually know because that'll be Monday when it drops, but drop into a collective and it's collective number five where we talk all about this stuff of reinforcement and consequences and the future frequency of behavior and what needs to happen. That was a little plug. You can go on and buy a little video. If you want, you could drop in. You could participate in different capacities. Maybe this is a field that you are listening to and you're like, this shit's actually really interesting. I want to find out more. Go check out Study Notes ABA. We cover it all. But I think this is amazing that we ended on a short little episode today, but we definitely hit the points. Yep, we did. I think we did um, a nice job here tonight. And... Um, there was no edits. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what this actually sounds like without um, Alan um, doing a whole lot of uh, background work to make us not sound like stupid bitches, which we're not. But anyways, if you love us, please help support us on Patreon. Um, it's www.patreon.com slash Behavior Bitches Podcast. Tune in to Instagram, Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook, Behavior Bitches Podcast. We seriously effing love you. All of you. 
Thanks so much. As always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who help us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 